Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapraset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. May the Lord bless you. And may the Lord speak to you in this teaching. May the Holy Spirit reveal His truth to your heart. And I believe that you are hungry for the spiritual food. That's why you come in to listen to this teaching. This is the second part of the lesson called repentance. It helps you to build your firm foundation in walking with God. I believe that. When we build a house, we need to put in very good, strong foundation so that the house will be strong and the house will not fall down when the wind or the storm comes. This series of teaching is designed to help you build your foundation. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, that you will speak to us in this teaching. We want to be. A good disciple of Jesus Christ. We want to be teachable. We want to be available, and we want to serve you, Lord. Help us to grow. Help us, Lord, by your grace, to be able to practice what we learn. And may your Holy Spirit remind us every day of your truth. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I would like to continue to talk about repentance in this teaching. Last time we learned about the wrong concept of repentance or what repentance is not. In this teaching, we're going to learn quickly what is the true meaning of repentance. When a person repents, what he will do. So let's go through some scripture together. Everything we learn from God. We have the Bible as our standard or our basis of truth. Let's look at the first one in Psalm chapter fifty-one, verses one to four. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion. Blot out my transgressions, wash away all my iniquity, cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are proved right when you speak and justified when you judge. King David said that he has done wrong against God. In fact, all of us have done wrong. Every day, when we compare our life to the standard of God, therefore it is important to know the truth, to know the way of God, and we try to adjust ourselves toward the truth. And when we know that we are wrong, or we sin against God, or we break the law of God, or we don't do what is right in the eyes of God, the first thing we need to do is. To say sorry to God and be sorrowful in 
what we doing we are sorrowful of the sin that we commit toward the Lord I like to encourage all of you there are two kinds of sorrow in the world the godly sorrow and the worldly sorrow Psalm chapter 38 verse 8 say I am feeble and utterly crushed I groan in anguish of heart when we realize that we have hurt God's feeling when we realize that we rebel against God and we grieve the Holy Spirit what we should do is to say Lord I'm sorry I have done wrong against you you have the godly sorrow on the inside that you hurt God's feeling and that is the first step of repentance in second Corinthians chapter 7 verse 9 the Bible say yet now I am happy not because you were made sorry but because your sorrow led to repentance for you became sorrowful as God intended and so were not harmed in any way by us the apostle Paul wrote this letter to the believers in Corinth and say I'm so happy that you repent and you are sorrowful of your mistake your rebellion your sin against God so being sorrowful of what we have done wrong is a part of repentance in the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 3 the Lord Jesus talk about poor in spirit blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven the Lord Jesus said that I shall bless you if you realize that you are lacking you are not there yet you know that you need to change you need to please God and you have something to to improve and to adjust in your life and you feel sorrow inside your heart and you say God forgive me please help me that is the honorable attitude in the eyes of God that you admit that you are wrong and you are sorrowful of what you have done to make God grieve towards you or make God unhappy about you it's so important that we have the godly sorrow let's look at the second characteristic of repentance the second one is confessing our sins to the Lord in Psalm chapter 32 verse 5 the Bible say then I acknowledge my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of sin you can see here from the Old Testament that we need to recognize what we have done wrong against God we need to admit that yeah I break the law of God I have done something that caused God to be really grief about me and you say God I want to let you know I want to tell you I want to confess with my mouth that I 
did something wrong. Confession of our sin is a sign of humility. It's a sign of being serious of what we want to change, and of our repentance. We will not hide our mistake. We will not try to put something to cover our sin, but we expose ourselves to the Lord and say, "Lord, look at my hands. Look at my heart. I'm wrong. Could you please forgive me?" In the New Testament, the Apostle John also tell us to confess our sin. First John chapter one verse nine: If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Both the Old Testament and New Testament teach us that we need to confess what wrong we have done. We need to tell God. Sometimes we confess our sin to the person that we offend. For example, many times when I did something wrong against my wife, I will come to her and say, "Honey, I have done wrong against you. Please forgive me." I do not only confess my sin toward God, but I confess my sin to the person that I have offended. It's so wonderful to do that. Because it will heal the broken relationship, it will heal the heart of anger and resentment. When we humble ourselves and say, "I am wrong. This is what I did to you. Could you please forgive me?" That is the second part of repentance. Number one, being sorrowful, having godly sorrow. Number two, confessing our mistake. Our sin before the Lord, and also before those who have been offended by us. Number three, not only the two, we need to move to the next one: turning away from our wicked ways, turning 180 degree. We used to go this way; we turn around 180 degree away from our sin and turn to the way of God. In Proverbs chapter twenty-eight, verse thirteen, he who conceals his sins does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. I believe that you want to receive the mercy of God in your life. I want to receive the mercy from God every day in my traveling, in my work, in My performing surgery, in my parenting, my ministry. I want God to show mercy to me, help me, leads me. I want Him to really shower His grace upon me. What should I do? I should not hide my sin. I should confess my sin to Him, and I decide to say, "I'm going to stop." I'm not going to go this direction anymore. I turn around, and my action will show that I truly repent. In Matthew chapter three, verse eight, the Bible talk about producing fruit. The Bible say, "Produce fruit in keeping 
with repentance. When we talk about fruit, it means that something we can see. Is that right? When you look at a tree, how can you tell? This is an apple tree. This is a mango tree. How can we tell? We look at its fruit. Fruit is something that you produce, and people can see and observe with their eyes. God can see us that our action turn around. We used to lie all the time. We stop lying. We used to be jealousy against other people. Now we love people. We are so happy to see them prosper and fruitful and blessed by God. We change the way of life. We produce righteous fruit, and that come from repentance. If we keep doing wrong thing, we are not repenting. We need to turn around, 180 degree, and follow the way of God. Follow the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Repentance involve changing of mind and changing of action, the way we talk and our lifestyle. In Acts chapter 26, verse 20, first to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem, and in all Judea. And to the Gentiles also, I preach that they should repent and turn to God and prove their repentance by their deeds. You can see that we used to go this way, wrong way, evil way, sinful way, whether we know it or not. Sometimes we did something wrong out of ignorance. Sometimes we did it. With our attention, and we know that we are wrong, we say, "I'm going to turn out of that way, and I'm going to follow God, His way, which is recorded in the Bible, and His way, which is the way of the Holy Spirit, and our deeds will reveal that we have true repentance in our heart." In Acts chapter three, verse nineteen, repent then and turn to God. So that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. You see, when we repent and turn away from sin, God will show us mercy, and God will give us blessing and grace and favor. In my own life, I have repented so many times. Many times. I make a wrong decision. I have a wrong attitude and motive in doing things. I remember when I started the church, I had some wrong motive inside me that I want to prove to God that I'm a good man, and I want people to honor me and lift me up and say, "Wow, he is a pastor. He is a good man." I had that wrong attitude, and one day the fire of the Holy Spirit touched me, and He spoke to me. He says, "Son, you have a wrong motive in serving me. The church is not yours; it belongs to Jesus. Don't seek attention and glory to yourself. Don't get the credit to yourself. These people who..." Have come to church. 
they are God's disciple, not your disciple. Don't take ownership of anybody. When the Holy Spirit spoke to me like that many years ago, I repented right away. I say, God, I'm sorry, I have wrong attitude. And after that day, when I look at people in the church, I see them as Jesus' disciple, the children of God. I don't own them. I don't try to do anything to seek my own reputation, my own honor, my credit, my glory. I just say, Jesus, these are your people. I will serve them to help them to know you and love you, and their eyes shall be on you. You see, even a pastor like me can have wrong attitude, wrong motive, and I need to repent. There are two kinds of sin in the world: the sin of doing wrong, and the sin of not doing right thing. I remember when I became a new believer. I used to love money, and I did not want to give to anybody. And one day, I read the Bible, and the Lord showed me that I need to give offering to Him. And part of the offerings. That believers should give to God is tithes or the ten percent of our income. At that time, it's very hard for me to make that decision and to practice tithing. But I say, God, I'm sorry. I did not do this. I love money. I repent. From today on, I'm gonna be a giver. I'm gonna be faithful in giving 10% to you. I changed my life. I turn around and start to practice tithing as soon as possible. When God confronts us with certain truth, we need to make a decision to repent as soon as possible and change our lifestyle. So, number one, being sorrowful of our mistake. Number two, confessing our sin. Number three, turn around, turn away from sin, and follow God's way. Another characteristic of repentance is hating sin and wickedness. Hebrews chapter one verse nine, the Bible say, "You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy." This scripture talk about the Lord Jesus Christ, who was anointed with the oil of joy, and he hated sin. When we truly repent, we will hate sin. Ezekiel chapter twenty verses forty three to forty four. There you will remember your conduct and all the actions by which you have defiled yourselves, and you will loathe yourself. For all the evil you have done, you will know that I am the Lord when I deal with you, for my name's sake, and not according to your evil ways and your corrupt practices. O house of Israel, declares the sovereign Lord. In this scripture, God said that He hates sin and He's going to deal with people who sin against God. In Romans chapter seven, verse fifteen, 
and verses 23 and 25. I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate to do, which means sin, but I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. What a wretched man I am, who will rescue me from this body of death. Thank be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in the sinful nature a slave to the law of sin. You can see the battle here in a life of a believer. We have the sinful nature, and our sinful nature loves to sin. But at the same time, our born-again spirit has the Holy Spirit, who has the nature of God. We need to die to our flesh, and we make decision to hate sin, and we submit to the Holy Spirit. We resist the devil. And follow the way of God. I remember one time, I was so mad at somebody who has done wrong to me, and the Lord talked to me to forgive that person. I have tears in my eye that day because so hard to forgive, but I decided to forgive. I say I hate unforgiveness. Because unforgiveness would destroy me, and I remember my body really had pain from this struggling or this battle in my sinful nature. I noticed in my own life that when God changed my heart to love Him more, to want to please Him more. Later on, when I see sin, I feel very. Yucky! I don't want to be around that sin. I don't like that sin at all. I cannot stand it anymore. I cannot stand watching some movie that people commit sexual immorality, or kill each other, or hate each other, or do something wrong. I hate it. I hate those sins, but I love sinners. So when you are closer to God. And you decide to live a repentant life. Eventually, the Spirit of God will help you to reject sin and hate sin. Last thing I want to talk about repentance is paying back of what we have done wrong. In Luke chapter 19, we can read that Zacchaeus was a tax collector. He collected tax money from the Jewish people. He used authority to cheat them, to collect money more than it should be. But after Zacchaeus met the Lord Jesus Christ, he was born again, and he definitely repented, and he showed his action of repentance by returning what he cheated from people. In Luke chapter 19, verse 8, but Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, "Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions 
to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Wow! This is a great example of true repentance, paying back what we have done wrong. For example, if you borrow somebody money, and you decided to cheat that person, using all kinds of excuses, oh, I'm a poor person. God want them to bless the poor like me, but the deal is not giving. The deal is borrowing, and you decided to cheat and not pay back. You may even leave the church to avoid that person. If you really repent, you will talk to God, Lord. I'm sorry. I confess the sin of cheating, and not keeping my promise. I will do everything I can to pay the money back to the person who let me borrow money. You start to pay five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, whatever you can do to show that I pay back what I stole from people. You need to do the same thing with other sins as well. That when you know that you are wrong, you go say sorry to that person. And you need to pay back if you have destroyed or hurt or done something wrong to that person. That that person have a loss in his or her life. I want to encourage you by reading the last scripture here in Romans chapter six, verse thirteen. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin. As instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God, as those who have been brought from death to life, and offer the parts of your body to Him as instruments of righteousness. My dear brothers and sisters, God give us our body to live on this earth. He give us hands, eyes, mouth. Ears, he give us legs. He give us all kind of things in our body to enjoy life. The Bible encourages not to use our eyes to sin, not to use our mouth to gossip, to curse people, to lie to people. We don't use our hand to punch to hurt people or to steal. Or to destroy people's life, we should use our body as an instrument of righteousness, of heaven, to be a blessing, to be the life giver, to be the healer, deliverer, to strengthen people. We decide to be used by God in this generation, and I believe if. We all do this; the favor of God will be upon our life, and one day when we get to heaven, we have a lot of rewards. Say no to sin. No, 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 no. I will not use the physical part of my body to sin against God. Even my eyes, I will not use my eyes to look at the people and touch them and condemn them. I believe this teaching. Help you to understand the true meaning 
of repentance. Let me ask you a few questions, and you can write the answer down and send to your mentor or send to your pastor. First question is: Can you explain what it means to have godly sorrow? Have you ever had godly sorrow in your life? Remember this: truly born again Christians, true disciple of Jesus Christ, are not only those people who read the Bible, go to church, put the cross on the neck, memorize the Scripture. True disciple of Jesus Christ live a life of repentance, and godly sorrow is a part of repentance. Second question: What are some evidences of a person who is genuinely repenting? Can you tell a person is really repenting? Write it down. The answer. The third question: How will you live your life in order to be upright before the Lord? How can you overcome sin and live a righteous life, a holy life, before the eyes of the Lord? How can you do that? Think about it. The next question: What will true repentance look like in your daily life? When you look at your own life, can you tell that you are a believer who always truly repents? Last question: What sins do you still have and want to confess? Examine yourself right now and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you. I would like to encourage you: Every time you read the Bible. Every time you listen to a good sermon, a good Bible teaching, you allow the Word of God to be a mirror to show yourself who you are and what you need to improve, what you need to repent, and always listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will tell you what is wrong in your heart. The Lord show you by the Word. Show you by the Spirit, and sometimes by the correction of other believers, who come and tell you that you need to repent. That's why we need to go to church and have a fellowship with other brothers and sisters. May the Lord really help you to practice what you learn. If you have time, please come back and listen again and again until the truth of God becomes. A part of your life. God bless you indeed, and may the Lord use you in this generation to be a great disciple of Jesus Christ and a world changer. You will change your family, change your community, and you will bring the blessing to people around you. I will see you again in the next teaching. We finish about repentance in. This one now, God bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. 
If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.